Hello guys, welcome to the Transformation Game Plan Podcast, where we're going to be giving you the game plan to transform. It's an all-encompassing podcast about transformations, performance, physique, productivity, habits and chats, with some incredible guests chucked in along the way. So if you enjoy this podcast, then do me a favour, share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Guys, I hope you're good. I hope you're well. I am joined here today by Carl. Uh, Carl is up from Liverpool, so I'm going to let him introduce himself to you all today here. Hiya, how's it going? Um, like Travis said there, my name's Carl. Uh, I've been a coach for over 10 years, and I sort of focus on more so transforming people's bodies, their mindset and their lifestyle to a one where they can then become self-sufficient and actually then do it themselves forever. So, yeah. So, pretty big pretty big statement there to start off um i think probably the biggest word that shouts out to me there or the biggest statement is self-sufficient so for you then it's all about getting people where they want to be in terms of their goals but effectively having the worst business plan known to man because actually you want to teach them to sustain it and get rid of them right yeah 100 percent, mate i think i don't like people to be reliant on us as coaches i i see myself as the cheesy analogy is we're the driving instructors and they're the learners and i want them to become the driver so so yeah i want to like bring someone in, get them to the point where it take, that takes time. That's not easy. That that can take, as we know, probably at least a year yeah, and then yeah. get them out the, get them out the door, get someone else in to do the same thing. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, cause we met, God, how long ago now we met through the M10 mentorship. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was brand impact on it. So that would yeah, have been right impact, back yeah. at the start of uh, my career, at least. So that would have been back at lockdown, what, 2019, 2018? Yeah, 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 def- yeah definitely. A long time ago, mate, it seems like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and obviously since then, we've obviously spoken quite a lot um, where we've sort of kept in touch the whole time. Obviously, you've been through quite a few transformations, um, whether that's people. I think sometimes we glorify people saying we've gone through transformations, which means because you've lost weight once, you should now be the rock rather than, actually getting going to an extreme standard of cutting to then coming back up and maintaining and stuff like that so the key behind this conversation for us today Carl is obviously what we want to talk about what we spoke about is like what we've learned from our own transformations but more importantly what what other people learn through their transformations that's almost like a transferable skill and stuff like that so what would you say the biggest thing that you've taken away from like when you've transformed your body whether that was fat loss um because I know you went through a huge transformation when you were younger didn't you yeah yeah so yeah when i was in the when i served in the raf i I used to be obese so i was over like 100 kilos so for, for me five foot ten i was yeah i was obese so but the stereotypical way of doing this is this is back in like 2006 there's no such thing as really calorie deficit well for me i never heard of it and no my fitness power or anything that just your go-to is eat healthy and train as much as you can yeah but i also it wasn't through weight training as well so i ended up doing it through cardio so over the over about a year and a half i lost it's around about over five stone, but I end up just looking skinny fat. So I was still ultimately not had any body confidence. So yeah. it's me, the process is then to actually learn this properly and how to, because to work your ass off for a year and a half and then still not be happy with your body is pretty demoralizing, to be honest. So yeah. I was like, this can't be the way that I want to live my life. So then becoming a personal trainer and then learn how to do it properly. That's how when it then it's then become... The first of all, it was quite toxic for me because it was about actually just about body aesthetics, is about body confidence, which is something that is obviously massively like close to my heart. But it's not just about that; it's about obviously all the other aspects, like what you're talking about, mate. Is is this going to work around your life forever? 
yeah. is what makes you ultimately happy. Because I chased a body that I thought was ultimately going to make me happy to a detriment to the point where actually yeah, it made me unhappy. And I know you've done the same because we spoke about it on your, when you did that diet a yeah. few years ago. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Uh, horrendous, mate. Like I was probably, I still look back at that and it probably still causes question, uh, problems for me because I was like, I felt so good at the time physically like how I looked aesthetically I was so pleased but everything else was so bad so then for me coming out of that to now trying to do it like you say you'll say trying I think I've been successful but doing it in a way where it's a bit more sustainable where you look good where you've got a little bit more energy at least even if it is extreme I then always look back to that time when I was like three percent body fat and I think so that comparison still rings and wreaks havoc now (laughs) trying to change my perception of what my body image is is for sure my experience because obviously i i've certainly not got to the that that point of how lean you were buddy but i obviously know for experience when i looked at you and i knew how lean you are and of course you did look amazing but it's more so i know what it feels like to like go to that point and that's why i asked you not only obviously complimenting how good you look but also how you feeling mate yeah that's when you you told me like the calories you were on and and what sort of happened. So, and that's the thing I think everyone needs to realize that the fact that transformations, and I feel it's, people just say transformation is just a physical transformation. It's not. Yeah. To me, the perfect scenario is the fact that people actually feel good in their body and actually also like feel good in themselves. Like they said, their energy, you know, it's how far you want to take it. But most importantly, it's for me, it's to speak to them in a year and two time and know that, yes, I still carry this on as a lifestyle. And that's quite rare, to be honest with me, isn't it? It's quite yeah. rare. A hundred percent. And it's something that I always say at the start of a start of my sales calls is like, I'm like, my, one of my goals is to educate you. So you don't need me. And you see, like, you see a bit of a step back, like what? And and I've I've been questioned before, like where people said to me, what, what is it not long term? I'm like, it's as long term as you need it. Yeah. But yeah. needing is a very important word. Like, what do you need? And, and I think like, like you say, I now transfer skills from what I learned in my first cut. And I transfer some of those skills into then who I coach and how I coach myself. If I'm coaching myself, I'm not at the moment. Um, But not only what you should do, but also some of the things of what you shouldn't do as well. So probably that's the biggest takeaway is like actually managing, managing expectations is obviously a key buzzword that gets thrown around, but actually learning from going through the shit a bit as well. Like, uh, how often do we see people and I, I've been on a bit of a rant. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know and I'll, how you feel about it. Been on a bit of a rant and a rampage recently about the listen, listen to your body gang. Whilst I understand people need rest days and stuff. And, and, and obviously we actively encourage that, you know, you can only train as hard as you recover. I'm sick to the death of seeing people kind of say, you know, listen to your body, do this, do that, you know, and and but using it as an excuse not being genuine with it so like i today had a rest day i needed that rest day i was very thankful for it but what do you feel like you see i see it a lot where you get people that you know that oh, you should listen to your body it's craving sugar or it's craving carbs or it needs a day off and i'm like no it doesn't you just need to do the things you do and then take your rest day when you're structured and scheduled to do it so that's kind of like where i think i see a lot of problems at the moment in terms of people not achieving that transformation or feeling good that can come from both sides, really. I think with the with the coach side of it, mate, it's sometimes it's just because the fact that they're probably scared to hold their, their clients accountable more. Mm. Um, the fact that, like I said, it's just easy to go, oh, don't worry about it. Just give yourself a body back. Because as soon as the client like say, questions it and say, I'm not feeling too good at the moment, the easier thing is, of course, the coach is to go, oh, let's just not worry about it and stuff like that. And again, because they're worried about rubbing them up the wrong way. 
But the truth is, of course, that's not what our job is. Our job is to hold you accountable to the highest standard to the point where we know what's best for you more than you do. We have yeah. the experience. We're the experts as much as, don't mean to sound arrogant in that way, but we are in regards to health and fitness. So you've come to us for a reason. But I do feel in regards to the client side for you as, as the people that are listening to this is you have to experience what it's like. If you keep telling yourself that actually I need my body needs a rest, but don't actually experience and go through that. How are you ever going to know? Mm. And maybe even to the point where you actually burn out, at least then you know what your limit is. Mm. If you don't know what your limit is and you're constantly telling yourself, oh, my body definitely needs a rest of that. That's your old self. That's that's the cop out side of you. That's the all or nothing side of you. You need to know that. You need to push through at any point and you have to willing to be doing that. God, your body can do so much. It's your head that stops before your body does. So you need to make sure that you do push through and see what you actually can do because you'll shock yourself every time. Yeah, 100%. And I think something that I've been doing a lot as well is, and that's what you said there about that limit is a great point. I often refer things to running at the moment, like when we're having these conversations, like, I don't know if you've ever run any long distance events or run a marathon uh, or anything like that. And they say you hit a wall, right? Yeah. And and they say you hit a wall, but no one on the sideline goes, do you know what? Listen to your body. You can stop there. It's fine. You've done it. You carry on, right? Everyone sees this fitness transformation or this fat loss or building muscle or this big hard workout or following the structure or whatever. And what they do is they go, they just basically giving themselves a little comfort blanket to wrap around and sit on the sofa and be lazy. Like that's inevitably what it is. If you're triggered by it, I'm kind, well, I'm not really that sorry for it. Like, you know, you have structure, you have these things, but people using it as an excuse. And I think that's probably one of the things that I learned from the transformation is even someone that would rate themselves as, I don't know, high effort, high commitment. Well, basically, if my coach says jump, I'll jump and then I'll ask him where I need to stop rather than asking how high. That's what I do. I think going through my own extreme transformations and transformations like that, that's what I've learned is that, you know, there are times where you feel like you need to stop, but usually that time where you feel like that is it's just around the corner. It's just there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do, honestly, mate, I think each individual person, let's be honest here, we, to give people the tools what they need, but when they've got the tools, they've got no excuse. And we're all adults here. We should know whether we're actually giving ourselves an excuse or a, or a free pass or the fact that actually, no, we do actually generally need a rest. And we can, as coaches, we can't, we can only advise, we can only hold people accountable, but the truth is it comes down to the person. And obviously that applies to us ourselves. Do we know that we need to rest or are we actually just giving ourselves a free pass? Yeah. And I do say to my I say to my clients all the time, this is ultimately about being an adult. Like you need to realize yourself, are you actually just, yeah, just taking it easy? But at the end of the day, that never feel, makes you feel good anyway. You have to break out of comfort zones all the time, which ultimately the best, that's where the best things happen. So so yeah. Sure. What what do you think for you is the most common like encounter the most common it could be problem it might not be a problem like what's the most common thing you kind of come across when people are trying to go for the like their transformation particularly things like photo shoots and stuff which is obviously what a lot of my business is and I, I don't think there's a lot of structure in mind that goes towards that what's the thing that you kind of feel you people need to go through a little bit more to achieve and what do you think they should be looking to get from that rather than just the five pictures that they can hang on their wall yeah 100 i think it's self-doubt mate i think it's you know, when someone obviously comes to us in the first place and they obviously, the classic is they say, I just want to get back to where I was before. I just want to feel a little bit better. But the truth is we know that you can ultimately achieve whatever you want. And I'm talking like full body transformation, a body that you never thought you could ever achieve. At the end of the day, body fat is body fat. 
And if we strip that down, that will reveal something that you never thought you, well, you potentially never ever seen in your life. I know yeah. for me personally, that I never thought if you told me when I was obese that you could look like you're going to do when you do, I'd said, no way, I can't do that. But I do think self-doubt is a massive thing, the fact that why people don't believe that, because if you could show them, if you could fast forward and go, this is what you're going to look like on your photo shoot day, they'll be like, what? That's me. Yes, but this is what you've got to do to do that. They'd probably do it. Yeah. Well, they'd 100% do it, but it's because they have that lack of self-doubt and they don't know what the expert the expectations as well is. They don't put what it, well, I'm not saying they don't necessarily, but that might be the case where they don't put the work in to be able to get there. It's until they start doing it and building up that momentum and they start to see that change, they can start to put that trust in it and then just keep on going. But mm-hmm. I do think a massive one is self-doubt, buddy, to be honest, because as you know, a photo shoot is a massive thing in, in someone's lives and yeah. not many people are actually going to willing to go through that, but it's of course worth it more than anything. Yeah, for sure. And then for you, obviously, like you did the first, like you did your own photo shoot transformation. And then obviously that's what led you to doing it for your clients as well. Like, yeah, obviously you felt amazing on the day. And obviously, like you said, you would have had the self-doubt, but you just put in the work to kind of overcome that, which is, I think, what we do. Um, how I think the, key was that, the key was that I, I, I had guidance. I, I That was the massive thing for me, like when I first did my photo shoot, because even though I was a personal trainer, I didn't have any experience in regards to what, I should be looking to do and stuff like that. And then as soon as you get that guidance and then that structure of what it is you need to do, then, then yeah, then, then you can have that pathway to know where you need to go. But it's weird photo shoots, like transformations, because you might have this idea in your head as well to look on the other side. You might have this idea in your head, what you're going to look like. And ultimately the first one, I'll be honest, mate, I wasn't happy with the way I looked. I, I actually, Let's build on that. I really didn't like, I, I expected this thing. I was going to look completely different when the photographer showed me the camera. I remember my girlfriend at the time, I just said to her, I can't stand them. I hate them. I, I, I had this idea in my head. I thought I was going to look completely different, better. And to understand it was just all part of the process. But mm. so instead of obviously, I just thought, right, well, I've got to do better now. I've got to do better. I've got to keep trying. So is that your advice then? So if you had someone that had come and done their first photo shoot that, you know, perhaps wasn't happy with their photos, but maybe had done all the work, like what, how would you overcome that? What advice was it for you? Was it just for them going, let's go round two or. or... I I actually had that situation with um, a recent photo shoot with with our, with our clients in June. And and one of the ladies particularly, um, she'd lost over five stone mate. So yeah, big loss. Yes. Yes. Granted she wasn't lean, um, but she'd lost five stone. And so you can only imagine. So to explain to her, first of all, it was to resonate and relate to her to say, she said, I'm still not happy with my tummy. Um, I would like that to look better. First of all, to say, I completely understand why you would think that because you've got this expectation to have like a flat stomach. And again, I used the example of my experience, but at the end of the day though, you can only appreciate what you've done from where you were to where you are now. That's yeah. important in itself is to recognize the positives and the fact that you've completely changed your life. It's not just about how you look on one picture. It's about the overall picture of what it is, like your life itself. But ultimately, though, it's to say to her, you've only done it for this long. It was a year up until the point that pictures. I've been doing this 10 years and like people have been doing it longer. Plus, wait till you do the next one in six months time. It's only going to get better again. And then yeah. in six months time, if you do it again, the first one, like it's just expectations. Yeah. And that's what mine was. Whereas someone told me, like, like basically curb your expectations, mate. Like, I'd have been okay. I'd have been a fill up a little bit better. Yeah. But it's a positive. It's a positive. It's trying. It's hard. It's 
it's trying to have that positive mindset to go, even though I wasn't happy with the way I looked, I had this expectation, I still would look so much better than I did. And then yeah. it's just a case of, right, okay, let's just go into the next one. But it's completely real. I would never say to someone, don't worry about that. Like, you look amazing because that's not relatable. That means that he doesn't understand me. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, agreed. I think it's, and again, it's very difficult, isn't it? But it's it's about tapping into proud, but not satisfied. And that, that's yeah, a cliche yeah. saying, but it's hundred percent that like, I had, um, and do you know what? I had it, I had two, um, I had one in May, one in April and uh, I had a girl, young girl, and she's listening to this. She'll know exactly who I'm talking about. She'll know it's her. And mate, I sh- even today in her session, I showed her her pictures of her one year apart and she can't believe it's her. But on the photo shoot, she was super chuffed with what she'd done. She was like, you know what? I'm really proud, but I'm not happy. And I'm like, that's kind of what we were looking for because you knew this photo shoot wasn't the end of your journey. We knew this was a checkpoint. Like, it's okay to not be fully satisfied. In fact, it's more than okay to not be satisfied. I kind of, I think people that are so, so happy with their maintenance is great if they go on and sustain it and that's the end. But for most people, they're kind of giving up a little bit early anyway, in my experience with the people that I've had. But she was like, I'm not happy. I'm proud, but I'm not happy. And straight away, she was like, when's the next one? Like, I didn't have to tempt her. I didn't have to break it down for her. And that's what you're kind of looking for, isn't it? You're looking for that. You've achieved amazing things. You've lost four or five stone. In fact, she's barely lost any weight at all, but her body is entirely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for her to then go straight away and look at that next thing, that's really important in terms of the progressive side of, of a transformation, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> it's really important. My second one I wasn't happy with. So we spoke about it very initially straight away. I did the first transformation. I was absolutely shredded to the nines, 3% body fat, whatever it was. You know, cheese, greater abs, felt, felt, or I looked amazing, felt terrible. Second one I did, not as lean, immediately feel like rubbish. Yeah, yeah. So, do, it? so it's it's a tough one, isn't it? And, and especially with the photo shoot side of it, because it's such an extreme and it's so definitive, it can, can have a knock-on effect. And I think it's really important at this point of the conversation to state for listeners that it's not just photo shoots. That's when you're pushing it. A transformation, like Carl said, is obviously in the brain, in between the ears, the image it could be losing five stone it could be now running a half marathon when you've not been able to put two feet in front of the other they're all transformations we're just specifically talking about the satisfaction or kind of expecting to be further on and therefore managing the expectations um you've obviously been doing this for a long time right 10 years you said 10 years as a coach transformation since your own probably eight or nine years of getting some real solid transformations yeah what would you say to people like around the social aspects of transformations like so maybe support systems communities accountability partners etc how how do you get people to find or build such support systems to enhance their journey i think yeah i mean when when we know that we've got a team of people that are going into the photo shoots i don't i only tend to do it in a team format because the fact that i know then that people feel that they're, they're supported and they're, they're actually got people to relate to so i just get them to lean into each other in the fact that just be completely hand on heart open and how they're actually feeling and just not like because of course let's be honest when we're when we're going towards the end of a photo shoot with with we're, we're feeling fatigued we're feeling tired we're feeling demotivated we're happy with the way we look that's what's actually our, our driver yes but there is going to be time like you're more hungry and things like that so it's for me i'd i'd set up obviously a, a, a a chat group and on whatsapp and just just get them to be happy to open to just talk to each other and support each other because that's what's going to ultimately get them through i think having like-minded people relatable it's i think it's the biggest thing you can ever talk about our communities as you know me it's it's the biggest thing in the world isn't it yeah uh, massively like i put it out so on we've got one in november 
so that's just a little plug for the listeners um so we've got yeah fourth yeah. yeah, of november so mine mine's hopefully going to be full very soon so if you can't get in then you, you've got carl's number now come with carl's name um so we've got uh currently got 17 people booked on in november where we're gonna have to put time slots which is amazing and i keep encouraging people within the community not externally so far to you know to really snap up those spaces because having another 17 people or another 19 people i want to take it to 20 basically um doing that same thing as you is going to be so so empowering to kind of struggling with it as well and and also then i think there's the the next part of it which is a sustainable transformation because when you're doing something to an extreme a photo shoot running your first marathon doing your first high rocks it's quite hard to sustain because it cannot because it can often be considered a quick fix or a bit of a crash diet it's how you come out of it that obviously changes that and adapts that that position so kind of like then promoting the idea of long-term sustainability maybe not in photo shoot shape because we know that's an extreme but also yeah. then the health and fitness side of it of sustaining it how kind of how have you managed that for yourself individually and what what did you learn more from the maintenance side than you did possibly the actual losing the side on those on those transformations for myself or for my yeah, but, well for you first and then and yeah then- I, I would say that was the thing and I, that was the expectation i remember long story short I used to when I when I dieted down for photo, I used to stay really lean all year round. And ultimately I didn't realise for years I was hangry all the time. I thought I was very agitated. I thought it was I was quite had a bit of a temper. I was very short. I thought that was just me as a personality trait, which was crazy. Where actually I come to find out is the amount of workouts I used to do a week, the amount of calories I would burn on the gym floor, the amount I would undereat. I was constantly agitated all the time. And also I can imagine obviously the fatigue of actually being a personal trainer for the people that don't know. Personal training is a hard, hard job. It's very, very demanding. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I did a challenge for charity, I had to burn 11,000 calories in a day for charity. So basically the whole, about four months leading up to that, I started eating. Uh, I needed to have fuel. So I started eating about three to three and a half thousand calories a day, which was so much more than I'd ever done before. But I wasn't gaining weight. So it was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. I can start eating more food and actually yeah. still stay in shape. And that's when I started learning what maintenance was because basically I was continually in a deficit all the time. Yeah. And I didn't feel the benefits of what maintenance was, not only from aesthetically, from actually like how I felt in my body. Like I said, I was constantly hungry all the time. I was really, really hungry. So to me, then I started to have the pleasure of enjoying what actual maintenance is. I never enjoyed it before. Like actually having more food, actually having more freedom to actually socialize and still being happy in my body. People can't get the balance of what they're either dieting or bulking. No yeah. one no one ever maintains. People say to me, what now do we build? Why don't we just enjoy maintenance? Why don't we enjoy it and have a life? You can have more freedom with calories. You can actually, to become an intuitive eater and not use my fitness power, that's my goal that I want to have with everyone. Yeah. It's actually but when the intuitive people take the piss with that, they, they don't know what the balance is. They just overconsume. They don't, they, they, haven't, they basically haven't got self-control around food. Whereas yeah. we want to be an intuitive eater, but having to use, not use my fitness pals and still have control. And that's what I then was like, Oh wow, this is the best life ever really. And then yeah. when it comes yeah. to, when it comes to, I needed to get lean for a holiday or a photo shoot, I'd use my fitness pal for what it needed to. And then that was that. And yeah. it'd be like six to eight weeks. But the truth is I just did it recently. I didn't even use my fitness pal. And I still got in pretty good shape. So yeah, yeah. it's doable pretty... without the tracking, right? It's, I think yeah. it's really important to stress for people that are either new or haven't done it before. 
then tracking is going to be probably much more important. But if we sat here now and I started showing food on the screen to Carl, he could probably tell me what the calories are. That's 10 years of coaching, let alone 10 years of dieting. So yeah, it's it's a big thing. And, and you're right about the maintenance. And, and absolutely, by the way, have I ever lived in maintenance properly? No. Like that's something that is the goal for, for post-shoot in four weeks time is we go on holiday, we come back and it's about maintenance. It's and But like you say, it's about enjoying maintenance. So a lot of people don't realize I had a conversation with a client earlier. She's been dieting for a wedding. Um, and we come to do a check-in. Her wedding's less than two weeks away. And she said to me, oh, I'm a bit annoyed, really. Now, this is someone that's been pretty obsessed with the scale weight throughout. And we've been working on getting away from it and pictures and stuff. But, you know, as you know, that's that's a long a long journey anyway. And she's like, I'm getting a bit annoyed. I've been very blasé. My calories, like overeating by three, four, five hundred calories a day. The scales aren't moving. I was like, yeah, that's called maintenance. I was like, you've been losing a pound a week, which is roughly three and a half thousand calories over the week. You've now filled those three and a half thousand calories whilst continuing to train cardio and steps. You're now in maintenance. Like, how much better do you feel? Like, granted, yeah, maybe you should have been a little bit, you know, this week or last week, you should have been a little bit lower. She was like, I just feel confused. Like, I'm just, I'm like, yeah, maintenance is not starving. You don't maintain your physique by starving yourself by di like you're dieting again. You maintain your physique by increasing your food. And it's something that we see in terms of people being scared to do a transformation because they think they have to then live like that to sustain it. Whereas actually that's not the case. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I literally, like I said, I didn't have the knowledge of knowing that, but when I then realized I could have more calories, I, I it was, yeah, my, how I felt. And it's an absolute pleasure when you take someone through first of all, the fat loss phase to then getting them to maintenance to be able to start upping their calories and then asking for feedback, how they're feeling. And they know they're not putting on fat. It's just amazing. Cause they're like, yeah. I'm feeling stronger in the gym. I've actually got more energy. I'm sleeping better, but I'm not gaining weight. I'm not gaining fat. That's, that's the perfect case scenario, isn't it? Yeah. And then like me and Travis, what we do is we just need to diet for say six to eight weeks, however long it is dependent. Yeah, and we're and we're in lean shape again, and then we go, I go back to maintenance. That's how I live my life. I'm I'm 30, I'm nearly thirty eight. I don't. I've got two kids. I can't stay lean all the time, but I yeah. I, I do. I say that I say like I have got, I've got six pack all year round, but I say I've got I'm fluffy for okay. periods of the year, and then and then in, and some holidays I'm lean and the then yeah, the fluff pack, exactly. You're you're absolutely right. I think getting lean only comes at a cost if you're already out of shape. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like getting lean when you're in shape is not. And I, when I say lean, by the way, again, for the listeners, we're not talking bodybuilding on stage in your speedos lean. Having visible abs for a lot of people is not that difficult if you're not starting out of shape. If you are out of shape. That's come from life. That's come from lessons. That's come from the balance you have. That's fine, by the way. We're not here to say everyone should be four weeks away from being lean. But once you get there, your job is to stay there, not because everyone should be walking around with a six pack and our abs all year round, but actually so that you're only ever two or three weeks away from body confidence, wherever you are, whatever layers you're wearing, like, and body confidence is a word thrown around so much. And there's the plus size beauty and all of that stuff. I know I don't really mean that. I mean, if I, you know, if you, someone spot spilt something down your top and you have to take it off and you're wearing a sports bra or you're a man and you're topless, are you going to want to cover up and fold your arms and cover up the tears? That's kind of what we're saying. Like you don't have to be lean shredded to be comfortable, com confident or comfortable 
but how far away can we be? So can we only be three or four weeks away? If you can live there, that probably means you are physically fit, probably means you can go for a run. It probably means you can pick, play with your kids without struggling. But it also means that you're only three or four weeks of a little bit of sacrifice away from feeling really bloody good before you hit the beach or the pool or whatever you're doing, right? This is the truth, right? When you've worked consistently enough the right way, i.e. through me and Travis, when you've done it the right way, you've set the habits and the lifestyle change in place that maintenance is easy. Yeah. And I can, and I don't mind saying that because I did it all the wrong ways and that was hard. Yeah. But when you do it through consistency and habit change, when you get to maintenance, your life so completely changed, you will find it impossible to go back to the way you were. Yeah. So actually maintenance is easy. Like, yeah. and it's a pleasure. I wouldn't want, I can't think of anything worse then actually over-consuming, even when me and Travis know, if we happen to like maybe try and go for a build for that, as soon as we put on that little bit of fat, it feels awful. It feels horrendous. So you just won't do it. You just won't do it because it's just not what aligns and what you do now. Yeah. You have to yeah. go through that to realize you become a new person, not do I want to do this or not. When you experience it and you have it, you won't want to lose it. Yeah, and and not, not, only, not only putting on the fat, but over-consumption. Like yeah, going feeling. Go into the, you know, I don't know. We all do it and we still do it. Well, I still do it. I know I do. Like if we're going out for a meal or whatever and, you know, it all gets a little bit excited. But all it takes is two or three beers, two courses, and I'm sat there thinking, oh, little bit bloated, little bit groggy, little bit tired, you know, could probably be a little bit feeling better or could have made better choices. Like when you have got comfortable in maintenance, pre or post transformation, overconsumption of foods doesn't make you feel good. The only time you'll do it is if you're emotionally eating. Like, you won't yeah. do it consciously. And emotionally eating is a conversation for an entirely different time. We'd need another 35, 45 minutes to even touch on it in terms of what you do. But it's not, you know, actually sustaining the transformation that you've created is a lot. Yeah, it is a lot easier than you think. Like, it's a lot easier. And not everyone needs to build. Some people need to just sit and chill and maintain, learn what life is, and then have that as a separate phase before going into a build or another cut, depending on what your goals are. It's obviously really important to say people goals change. So like, for example, you said about not being happy with your first photo shoot pictures. I was my second. I knew straight away on that day of my second photo shoot, as soon as I'd seen the pictures on the back of the lens, I knew that I had new goals because I wasn't happy. That's okay. But actually I had to maintain for a little bit and I had to sit in life for a little bit because otherwise I would have just failed. If I'd have tried yeah. to cut a bit more fat off or tried to build muscle straight away, I'd have failed. Because have to regulate. That's, another, that's another key point, buddy, is also as well, because as much as we say about how reaching body confidence and stuff like that, the truth is it can't be to the point where it's actually your detriment to where you get so obsessed and I have got completely obsessed, completely yeah. obsessed to the point where, again, then it sacrifices your quality of life. Like, yeah. what, what is that little bit of percent body fat? So when you like when you've got visible abs and people are like, all right, I just want to get off that little bit off my top. That's now getting too much now. That's bodybuilding yeah. style, like taking over your lifestyle. So stuff. Yeah. you don't, that's not worth it. That's not worth your happiness. That's not, we have to find, and I know it again, the cliche saying what it is, is it balance in regards to, but I hate when people use, but they say, I want to lose weight, but I want to have a life. No, you've, you've, you've had your life for years by over consuming and just basically yeah, not giving a shit about yourself. Yeah. You need to be more disciplined to then earn the fact that you're then going to have balance. And the truth is, I know hand on heart, it's took me a long time. I have balance now. As Travis said, I actually enjoy everything I want in regards to food, but I actually hate overconsuming. I actually don't overconsume anymore completely. I've stopped yeah. drinking, like binge drinking. I've stopped doing that. It doesn't help me. It doesn't fulfill me. 
I train regularly three to four times a week and I consume the right amount of food, but I don't have to track it. That yeah. to me is balance. Yeah. That to me is balance. But think- I'm in a different place in my life to travel. Yeah. And, and it's completely true as well, because I see a lot, and I don't know if you've had this as well, is like when people you've helped them lose fat or whatever, and then they start to notice things that they now dislike. So whether it's ribs or sternum or collarbones, yeah. base, yeah. but they've still wanted to lose that fat. And you're like, well, n- now we've got to make choices, right? It's the ladies that want to have a small waist with a big ass, isn't it? Yeah. And especially like in terms of that structure as well, like bones and stuff, you know, it, if you've got big cheekbones, your face is going to stick out if you lost fat or if you've got big collarbones, they're going to stick out. So you have to weigh it up. And, and that's really important. Right, we're going to wrap up this transformation talk. I'm ending all of these series with two questions. The first one is, and this can be about anything, it can be about transformations or anything. What is your number one key thing in fitness as a tip that you would give away for free? So your most valuable thing that you'd give to someone to help them in any sort of fitness journey? Sorry to be so cheesy, but it is find your reason why you want to do this. Like... And I know it's such a cliche, people say, find your why, find your reason, but it's the truth because motivation is a complete myth and no one should be reliant upon that. Whereas discipline is the key to everything, but discipline only comes from having a why. My why was back in the day was to finally have body confidence and actually go on holiday with my friends and take my top off and actually not be embarrassed. I actually led every day of my life through embarrassment and I hated the way I looked, how I felt to now being the biggest role model for my children to go on holiday and actually take a picture with my children. Me stood there with a six pack and that's where I epitome of what I, it makes me happy as well as how I feel as well. That's my driver now and that'll forever be my life. So you need to have your why because when struggle happens and that's real, it needs to be strong enough for you to keep going. Mate, amazing. Yeah, so true. It's amazing. And then what about your fitness bugbear? So the one thing that you hate or that if I was going to give you my Instagram story and tell you to rant about, what would that be? Um, you got, I've got enough time. I, I just, I, I think people not being real enough, people are not being like happy to be honest and to know that they just basically dictate this, this life that's completely perfect. Then they're not being happy at all and actually share their actual struggles. And I don't mean the whole women sat over, hunched over, grabbing their fat when they're actually like, right, not that, on the flip that, side, negative, yeah, right, that, well, get out <laughs> of my life, right? So, but like to say, just to be honest, say honest to know that it's okay to be to open up and again even then the mental health side of things i don't even think it's that i'm just talking about just general struggles like i struggle every single i just struggle every single day i'm a dad it's hardcore right but there's also like i said not being negative but just being real there's a complete difference there's people that play the victim but there's people like i said that just miss the mr and mrs positive all the time which is bullshit yeah, but just be just be real. I like people to be more authentic, hundred percent. Yeah, authentic. Like I like it. Yeah, it's a good point. Like there's definitely, especially on social media and stuff like that. Um, where can people find you on Instagram if they want to see some of your banging transformations and stuff like that? At carlstinchcomb. Uh, sorry, bloody hell. I say dot com. At yeah. carlstinchcomb. Btn. Yeah, um, I'll um, I'll put the link on the bottom of the podcast as well, guys. Thank you for listening. As always, leave a review, leave your comments, and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening, guys. If you enjoyed that show, please make sure you drop a review. Make sure you share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe because these podcasts are coming at you thick and fast, one a week. Uh, And again, they are giving you the tips, the hints, the tricks, and giving you the game plan to transform your body. So subscribe, rate, and share it with your friends.